clouds obscured the full moon, but Montague had eagle eyes, already well accustomed to the poor light, and he was first to see the sign they were looking for. Carved into the rock at the entrance to the cave was a crude drawing of a lion. It had been left by the Castellan. They were in the right place. As they entered the cave, Ufford fished the flint and tinder from his bag and lit the torch he was carrying. The flickering flame revealed the small band of knights who were to support the coup. No one said a word. They only nodded at each other. In the opposite wall was a narrow opening, just wide enough for a man to squeeze through. Ufford recognised it as the secret passage. Edward braced himself, drew his sword from its scabbard, and prayed for God's deliverance, for he had come to claim what was rightfully his. The tunnel took them straight ahead, then made a sharp turn to the right and wormed its way upwards. It was so narrow that their shoulders brushed against the walls, and Edward and Montague had to duck slightly, but they didn't encounter any obstacles. At last, they reached the foot of a large staircase, hewn out of the rock, and carefully began to climb up. The rough steps seemed to stretch on forever. Are you all right, Ufford? Yes, yes. Don't worry about me. I'm not used to such exertion, but I'm not giving up yet. I'm glad to hear it. Here's the trap door. I told you the Castellan wouldn't betray us. William Montague and the younger man pushed upwards against the trapdoor. They were beginning to fear it was locked from above and they would have to abort their plan. For heaven's sake, put your shoulder into it, man. When it suddenly gave way... At last... Their upturned faces were met by a shower of dust. They quickly clambered up through the hatch into the guard room. They were in the bowels of the fortress now. They put the wooden trapdoor back in its place and kicked the loose straw back over it. It was so encrusted with dirt that it blended in perfectly. <laughs> no wonder no one knew about the trapdoor. No one. Except the Castellan. God bless him. He may as well have left the back door open for us, for all the danger we faced. We have just strolled right in under the noses of Mortimer's guards. It's not over yet. I'd be surprised if Mortimer sleeps unguarded. Mm, so would I. Well, there's only one way of knowing. This way. Without another word, they mounted the steps to the main hall. A few hours earlier, the hall had been filled with a meeting of the Crown Council. Now it lay dark and empty, and in the echoing ghostly silence, it seemed the whole fortress had been abandoned. And indeed, that was almost true. Roger Mortimer was suspicious of the nobles on the council and had ordered that they all lodge in the town rather than in the castle. So tonight, he was almost alone. The band of guards led the way to protect the king, stalking like cats across the echoing hall. Then they took the nearest staircase 
walking quickly now, heading for the sleeping quarters in the upper story of the castle. All of them had now drawn their swords. <laughs> See, did I tell you? Easy. Shh, keep your voice down. Who's there, I say? In the name of the king, drop your weapons. The man was not alone. There were five of them in the antechamber to Mortimer's private quarters. You are outnumbered. Surrender now and no one will be harmed. Trespassers! Aren't you? Behind me, Edward! I can fight! Behind me, I say! Yeah. your shield! Someone stop Mortimer before he falls! Get back! I'll slay you where you stand! Help! Well, if that doesn't wake the household, nothing will. You two, bind the others.